I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. My intention is that you listen to the stories of these MVP guests and are inspired to become an MVP and bring value to the world through your skills. If you have not checked it out already, I do a YouTube series called How to Become an MVP. The link is in the show notes. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from KL or Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Something I, I don't know. I think I might have been there, but I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to go back and check my itinerary. He works at Anita as a pre-sale solution architect across APAC region. He was first awarded as MVP in 2023. So relatively new, he strongly believes that knowledge grows when you share it, not when you store it, which is a great MVP quality, of course. You can find links to his bio, social media, and particularly check out the link to his YouTube channel. He's a rock star in the FNO space with close to 10,000 subscribers on his channel. Welcome to the show, Muhammad. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for inviting me here. Good to have you on the show. Uh, I always like to kick off with understanding uh, a bit of the personal lives of the of my guests. So let's start with food, family, and fun. Uh, what does that look for you uh, in KL? So yeah, as you obviously know that I live in Malaysia. I live in Malaysia from like past 10 years. Uh, I'm originally from India, southern part of India, from a very beautiful city called Chennai. So I moved to Malaysia in 2012, around 2012. So Malaysia is a food heaven. So I'm a very foodie person. I like to explore a lot of food. I'm into the Thai, Malay, Indonesian, Indian, Pakistani cuisine. So we hunt for a new restaurant every day. And um, uh, we also use um, the mobile app for ordering food from different restaurants almost every day. I'm a very regular user of the app. And um, I have a six-year-old. I'm married. And I spend majority of my weekends with her, taking her to a mall, to a play areas, to different animation, 2D, 4D movies. It's it's my regular routine. And and, and just that you're asking about um, anything other than work, I also set a personal goal for myself uh, this year from, from the new year, so which is to get back to shape, uh, get back my the health. So I was weighing about close to 100 kilos like two months back. So I lost around 20 kgs in just two months. So I feel a um, lot more better, more confident, work-life-wise as well, and uh, more productive. So when you are good, things around you start looking good and getting better for you. So I'm enjoying this. Wow. Listen, 20 kgs, that's a lot to drop. How did you do it? 
just cut your carbs and the sugar and just you lose your weight like like the air out of balloon that's just two things it's 90% diet yeah i i wish it was that easy for me it never seems to be you know if if it was like air out of a balloon i'd be a happy man i uh i i often um do do fasting you know where i'll have have nothing i'll i'll eat for four a four hour window in the day and then the rest of the day no eating whatsoever and i can lose about a kg a week on on that scenario but uh it's 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 still relatively hard to maintain um over over a long period of time it's something i constantly work on so good to good to hear of your success tell me how did you how did you get into the the microsoft business application ecosystem what was your journey okay i i started my career in india uh, with a company named cognizant technology solution it's a us based mnc so that's when uh, i started like i have an it and industrial engineering degree so that laid a base for being a good functional consultant with both domain knowledge and it knowledge so i joined cognizant as a business analyst and i was into different applications like jd edwards oracle and sap and all that and then i was put into a new project in malaysia that's when i migrated to malaysia it was a very big caterpillar dealership end to end implementation so i got an opportunity to get start get from the scratch get trained in the ax 2012 r2 so so that's when when you start from nothing and you have your business user you have the pressure you have to learn you have to perform thousands of scenarios there are not so many materials available out there microsoft learn and everything is now improving but in 2011 12 almost nothing even the books will only give you the navigation path doesn't give you any story ridiculously expensive books i bought them all nothing worked finally the the testing some of the blogs will not give you the full story but here and there knowledge right so that's when i got started and started learning from that project it's almost a five year australia new zealand china singapore malaysia rollout so uh it was a great experience did you travel quite a bit for that rollout mostly it was a kind of a remote but yeah between uh, australia china hong kong malaysia i was mostly primarily responsible for singapore malaysia region and this was predominantly in the finance and operations side of things is that right yeah for ax uh, 2012 r2 on at that time on prem yeah it was primarily only for for that area and so your specialty area now are you still deep in 365 finance um or what particular modules are your specialty so as you always say mark it's about depth and the breadth right so my depth is about finance and operations that is my core focus but of course in this era with just finance and operation nothing is going to work out so obviously i'm also into power apps power automate and dataverse side of things that's that's interesting i'm i'm, I'm keen to understand how much things like um you, you know on a, a finance related project how much do you use dataverse for example when obviously finance is not built on dataverse 
Um, how much do you use Power Automate? How much do you use uh, Power Apps as part of the project deliveries you do? My current company is Anata. So Anata is a global ISV of Microsoft, must be knowing. We build amazing applications on finance and operation, Dataverse and uh, the Power Power Platform, CE and other CE applications, specifically for automotive and heavy equipment industry. So the primary piece of our ecosystem is finance and operations. And our extensions are built on top of finance and operations. But let's say that yesterday I had a discovery session with a customer. It is with an EV brand, electric vehicle, very modern company. And the company, for some reason, want to appify the ERP. So they have this this mindset that they want to do everything they want to do in an ERP using a mobile app. When I probe them further, I ask them that, do you really want your general ledger to be in a mobile app? Do you want your cash and bank and your, uh, your trial balance to be in a mobile app? The answer is obviously no. So then what do they really mean by appifying the whole ERP is certain portions of the ERP is something that they want to be in a form of a mobile app, right? So that is my understanding out of this, this uh, discovery. So then I bring the concept of Dataverse, dual writers connected with FNO. So you must be knowing about the, the automotive version of the Dataverse and industry-specific Dataverse that Microsoft offers. We also extend the Dataverse further with our own extension. So then I educated them about how they can build the mobile apps and the portals, which is not only bringing good experience for the business user, the front-end user, but also for the customer to interact directly with the FNO data through the portal and the other, other areas. To give you an example, the customer once normally receives a car into a dealership, which we all go for a dealership for service. There is a person sits and registers the license plate number of the car, the check-in time and the check-out time using a pen and the paper. We can now use these entities and create a mobile app within a minute, within not a minute, over-exaggerating, within a day, Recently, within a day where you can pull your AI builders, text recognition, scan the license plate, get the data, and it's connected to the FNO. Now you have a full service history and you understand the car, not only just about the car, but it is also about the customer because the CRM data is also there. So it is like you're providing a complete 360-degree view of both the customer and the vehicle to the sellers. Yeah, very good. Very good. Good example. Very good example. You you mentioned Jewel Wright there, and I just want to um, um, uh, unpack that a bit. What are, what are your thoughts on Jewel Wright? What, as in, and you can be candid across the journey of Jewel Wright. Um, mm-hmm. Is it, uh, you know, if you were to do a maturity assessment on Jewel Wright, what would that assessment be for you? Um, give and even you might want to give me a couple of common use cases that you're seeing or you commonly come across for dual right. Okay, so I wasn't to be honest, kind of not very very confident about 
the dual right even for a demo like two years back or a one year back because it's not very very consistent and uh, it is good for a, a demo but not in real life but eventually now a lot of our customers are live with it it's a lot more stable and i have very good experience with it some of the real use cases where we use uh, dual rights is um, um example you know the customer wants to very quickly build an inspection app let's say from my industry this is an example and uh, and when you are inspecting things like capturing the the picture capturing the audio and video and you are also clocking in the time for registering the time sheet of a technician so he captures the total number of time it takes for him to perform the service so as soon as he clicks on the clock in button the start button so the the data is available in the projects module of microsoft in in the time sheet table right away instantly within a second so no more the technician needs to note down the start time and end time in a paper and pass it to somebody at the back and back office staff will have one specific day where he keys in the whole lot of technician data into the system where he spends more than 8 hours or 16 hours only doing that right so this entire process is now automated so the back end staff only need to validate the data very quickly because it's still not getting posted to the back end system you still have an opportunity to quickly validate and then just hit on the post button so as simple as that um you know i'm a bit ignorant when it comes to dual right i've never had to use it personally and um i want to understand when we say dual right is it like a a full mirror of the data in two systems is that what we've got um are you mirroring it or, the- or is it or is the data sitting in one system and then being uh if you like presenced in the other system so there's only one database but it presents across two systems so there is one master system the engine the the full blown engine where everything sits tons of your data but a certain key data that you would like to use in other applications will be mirrored and will be sitting on the other other systems that is in in your uh, dataverse as well so that's that's my idea that's my view so in this case it would sit in dynamics 365 finance you had a field in there and it would also sit in the dataverse as well it's a it's a it's a, a copy but if i updated one it updates the other if i update the one uh, the other it updates the same right exactly exactly Mark. okay yes awesome awesome okay yeah, see I, i love doing this podcast cuz i learn so much um tell me about how you became an mvp you have a lot of influence on that mark so i definitely have to give the credit to you um so let me tell you the full story um in short i as i mentioned before there was a problem so whenever we have a problem and we have a solution and if it's a specific to a niche then you are going to get a lot of attention right so that's what happened so the problem is the fno space doesn't have documentation as good as power platform and uh, all the documentations are very expensive you have to buy or you have to purchase a course to learn it so this is clearly a problem from 2012 until today so i wanted to uh, do a course on a real life scenario based meaning just like how you implement a project create a new company from the scratch and build it from top to bot like use just that company and do all that thousand configuration that you want to do never change the company right so that's my uh, my my idea and that's what i wanted to do so 
I wanted to actually do that because when I moved to Anata, it is an ISV and um, I was losing touch of the standard modules of Microsoft. So I didn't get any motivation to every day have a learning schedule and practice it. So it was not working out. So I want to run a training program, but it didn't work out either because I cannot commit six months for doing this, this course every Saturday and Sunday. So then when I joined your mentoring program, it's called, uh, I think, 90 Days Mentor, Mentoring Challenge. For some reason, unfortunately, you, you paused it, but it really benefited. Like, I'm sure it benefited a thousand of them. So in there, you highlighted about the importance of personal brand and importance of sharing, right? So the concept of personal brand was very new for me in 2020, and it was a COVID period. My brain was ideal. I have a lot of time to read and think about so many different things. So this small idea of personal brand that you have pitched to me in a 30 minutes video created a lot of impact. And I feel like he's really making sense, right? So it's uh, a personal brand is something really important for everybody in this era, right? So then I got, I connected the problem and this idea together and I, I started right away on the same week, a channel with something influenced from your name, 365 NZ, right? So it's Tech Talk 365. So, so um, then I don't want to go uh, with the, the YouTube channel because creating a YouTube channel is just a two minute work, right? So I'm a very detail oriented person. That is my drawback as well. I don't go to the market until the product is perfect, which is a wrong approach clearly. So I started talking to the wall using my camera for literally six months, with, with, uh, which gave me a motivation to do my homework, reading, learning. And I really become an expert in that six months in finance and operation while doing this process. And I was truly believing that one day I will have 100,000 subscribers. So while I was talking to the camera, I'm addressing this 100,000 people, even though I'm alone in the room. So, so the, the MVP award, the, the attention that I'm getting, everything is just a byproduct. But the intention was for me to learn the system. And, and what a fantastic lesson that is, because by you learning, right, so many other people are learning as well. So you're having this multiplying effect. And of course, when I look at your YouTube channel and the phenomenal number of videos that are that are up there, um, you got to be pretty proud of that. They look good. They're high quality. And um, as I say, I highly recommend people go uh, check those out. Muhammad, it's been so good to have you on the show and to uh, talk and see uh, you again. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mark, for making an impact. I always uh, thought, you know, I should be catching up with you and thanking you for whatever you did in, in that program. And I strongly recommend that you should quickly start uh, resuming it and, and start impacting people. And I will definitely rejoin again. I want a second round. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Thanks again and see you next time.